0: to Creative City, the podcast that lets you listen in on my conversations with some of Cincinnati's most innovative and creative minds. For more information and to listen to previous episodes, please visit www.creativecitypodcast.com. Sign up for the newsletter for the latest updates and be sure to listen, rate, and review on iTunes. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Creative City Podcast. I'm Tamia Stinson from TheStyleSample.com. And today I have artist and art educator Pam Kravitz here with me. Hey there, Pam.
1: Hey there.
0: <laughs> so first of all, you know, so I'm, I'm a fashion person. So we have to talk about what you're wearing because I always love to see what you're wearing. Oh. Um, ooh, I got to get a picture. You just reminded me. Okay, so there's a furry <laughs> coat and it's pink with black polka dots. I need to know more about this.
1: Well, I definitely am into the faux fur thing lately. Uh Tutus, um, big wigs, and faux furs. This one is, I think I must have killed about 12 Muppets (laughs) to get this one. Um, And it's just Topshop. You know Topshop? I love Topshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it's just fun and playful, and it makes me happy on a gloomy day to have Pink and polka dots on, mm-hmm. so that's where this baby came from.
0: I noticed that you're always uh, you're always kind of dolled up. You mentioned tutus. I've definitely seen you for a tutu. <laughs> uh, do you think that comes from the artsy side of you, or where does that come from? Do you think?
1: Um, I think it comes from a bunch of places. One is I've always wanted to be a ballerina uh-huh. and me too oh
0: i know it's... if someone well, you, you just look like a, dancer, me into a fish dive i would be the <laughs> happiest i just one time somebody
1: see well you even <laughs> know words i don't even know words um but i uh when i was little i took ballet like you know all little girls in the in the in the 60s mm-hmm. and I was horrible at it. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> My older sister was brilliant of course, of course. as she was with everything. Of and so I, uh, she, we were in the Nutcracker. She had a <gasps> duet Wait, wait, what? Were you? What?
0: I was a mouse, though. I was, so a, I was mouse. Like, Are a mouse. You were
1: a mouse? No, we were rats. We were not well, mice. Rats. Exactly. We no, were rats. rats. We were rats. And I
0: had to wear <laughs> no the little way. ears. Oh that my was God. the first time I got to wear makeup. And yeah. And I was pumped.
1: Oh, see, I was not pumped. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I wanted the, you know, I wanted the pretty outfit. No and I wanted way. the, you know, and there I was. I was the rat. Mm-hmm. And um, I rocked the rat.
0: I'm sure I did. I rocked it.
1: But, uh, so I think it started there. And then I was actually the mascot at UC. I was the bear cat. You for, were the Bearcat? For two years. I have two varsity letters, and I was a captain of our squad, so I actually have, like, a—and I'm the most unathletic person ever, but I love, <laughs> you know, being places and telling people, yeah, I have two, you know, college varsity letters, you know. That's
0: amazing. But,
1: um, and then, I think the tutu actually came in play when I started the Bombshells of Cincinnati, which is the yarn bombing group, mm-hmm. and we all took a persona, like a like what you think of a, a pinup, and I was the cowgirl, and for some reason, my cowgirl, I know it, she had— had to have a tutu. So it sort I don't know, it makes I no sense. A tutu. Yeah. No, okay. It's All sort right. of be like a mishmashy thingamajig, mm-hmm. And um so I had cowboy boots and a tutu and a cowgirl, you know, and um and our fake blonde wigs, our horrible blonde right. wigs at the time. I've seen pictures, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that it all, and then it's sort of evolved into almost like a personal statement in a way. Um, and even though the piece I have on today is actually Lululemon, like a running skirt, but it's sort of tutu-esque. Yeah, it is, um, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, sort of. So I, I think it's just all become part of who I am now. I think that's like, awesome. Yeah. That's,
0: the, that's my favorite part about fashion is the self-expression part of it. Right. Especially since, maybe not now, but growing up I wasn't much of a talker. Yeah, yeah. Like I was raised as an only child, so there was nobody to talk to ah. for the most part. So fashion became my way to say something without having to actually say something. Talk to people, mm-hmm. right? Actually,
1: you know, I feel that way. Like when I saw you walk in today, and I know that it's ju- it, it is very impactful. How we dress is a way of communicating. Agreed. And you know, and like I know, I have my days where I don't want to, or I just put lipstick on in the car for you. Like, all day long, I had no lipstick on. Um, but I'm like, mm, I'm throwing on. I just
0: put earrings on for you, so I hope you appreciate it. I totally do. I do.
1: And and I think it's such a beautiful way of communicating, and I love how personal and, you know, and I know people were smiling at me when I had my big old pink coat on just because it's gloomy and it's yucky, and there's this woman with purple lipstick and a big pink coat on, and you got to smile. How can you not smile? Right? You got to
0: smile. <laughs> So speaking of expression, yes. Uh, as an artist, tell me a little bit about how you got into art and kind of what it means to you to be able to t- express yourself in that way.
1: Well, I was um, definitely the kid that didn't do well in school. It started, um, do we have a couple hours? Because I'm taking you back back to kindergarten. And um, I was not good at my ABCs. And the teacher recognized that, and I wanted to be on the easel, and she let me be on the easel every day. So she didn't push what I wasn't good at. Uh She let me celebrate what I was good at. Oh, that's cool. I know. I feel very fortunate that I've had wonderful educators in my life that have— seeing that I don't fit in and I'm not not great at certain things, but I'm good at other things. And giving me that voice and that um, ability, and my parents too, always knew that I was the the one, the, the odd man out, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and they, were, they let me be that, and they let me celebrate that, which I feel is an incredible gift that I got as yeah, a young really. child. So it started back then, and then I realized that I was kind of good at making stuff and making art, and even my English teachers would let me do my um, uh, book reports visually. Really? Very unusual, How right? They do
0: would do a visual book report. They would
1: let me do like a drawing, and I remember doing it was Animal Farm, which is still one of my favorite books. Oh my, my God,
0: that's still what I books. Was, <laughs> I actually just checked that out. Well, right now. I know, I know, I
1: <laughs> know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost, we, we have to go back uh-huh. and look at these almost, uh, what's the word, like foreshadowing yeah. of where our world is right now? I know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but she let me do, I remember I did the... Like the uh, the pig, like it was a book report, but the the cover was the pig, and the uh, you know. So she really like graded me more on the aesthetics yeah. than she did on the writing, because uh-huh. at that time I wasn't a good writer. Yeah, and um, I still struggle with writing. I still struggle with reading. It's definitely a um, uh, I have to push myself. Yeah, and I was taught at a young age to push yourself, you know, and I and I do, and I and I hope I do that for my students, and that's the gift that I hope I can give them is that. You know we're not all good at everything, but we're good at some things. And celebrate what you're good at, and push yourself harder with what you're not. And um, so that's where the visual, the expression, the art came. My senior high school art teacher, Pam Hall, uh, saw that I had something, and she really worked with me to make me better at it, and to go to school for art, which so you was went unusual.
0: To, yeah, you yeah. went to you went to DAP though. De- right? Well,
1: yeah. I went to Duh. It was. Oh. <laughs>
0: I know, know, right, right. It didn't have the P.
1: (laughs) Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, did you call it duh? And we're like, Uh, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) But that's what it was. Yeah, that's how old I am, girl. That's how old I am. It was a duh before the P. What were you studying there? Uh, Fine arts, ceramics and drawing. Oh, okay. And then um, I thought I was going to be this, you know, famous artist. And uh, I started waiting tables and I loved it. And I realized that that social part of me, which is an unusual combination for a visual artist. You know, I was in a sorority in college. I was the mascot. But then I was a a fine arts major. So all of these, um, what's it called? It's not a dichotomy. What's it called when? juxtaposition, dichotomy, whatever, all living in my brain and which which was hard. You know, because I was you know, sometimes I was a sorority girl and sometimes I was the mascot and sometimes I was a fine artist and they didn't always gel.
0: That's true. You know, there are different clicks that are totally kind of different with all clicks. Those things. Yeah,
1: and I remember this is funny. I was up for homecoming queen at UC, which is
0: were you? Now? I was.
1: I, well, somebody had to drop out, and they threw me in at the last minute. <laughs> and I actually, my picture, I uh, did like a like a man's wear, so I wore tux. Good and, for, for you! The picture. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and this is in the. 80s yeah. so this was in the early 80s this
0: was before people so this is before they yeah yeah yeah
1: so I totally wore like a tux and I had this I, I had a bad perm gotta admit I had a bad perm <laughs> it was, but, also it was the 80s <laughs> it was the 80s everyone it, had it, bad perm exactly. and one of the guys in uh, my fine arts class and my drawing classes he said hey man there's like this girl and she looks like just like you and um she's up for i, I know it's totally was like total like surfer dude right kind of sort of that yeah. you see is there such a thing um and you know and, he, and i said really and he said yeah she looks just like you um but she's up for homecoming queen and i said really wow i'll have to go like a doppelganger or uh-huh, whatever uh-huh. So said i'm gonna have to go check her out and then finally later i had to say okay it's me dude Dude, it's I'm me. the same person. It's me, you know, and I'm like, yeah. So I didn't win. I'm still bitter. But it's Aww. okay. It's
0: okay. It's, it's okay. okay. You wanted life though. I totally did. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, but and so I think like for me the the art has been a part of my soul forever, but it hasn't been an easy uh tran- it hasn't been easy to find a voice. It took me till I was forty, honestly. Um and I'm fifty five. So it took me till I was forty to actually have something to say with my work which I think is, um, you know, you can be very gifted in rendering or very gifted in um, doing things, but to actually have something important to say I think, is a, is a struggle for a lot of artists.
0: What did you go through as you were kind of finding that voice? What did you experiment with?
1: Well, I went. what happened was I went to, I wasn't making art. I was waiting tables because I liked it. Yeah. And somebody said, you got to get back into making art. It's part of who you are. you know. And so I uh, was a docent. I volunteered at the CAC, the old CAC, uh-huh. and found out I loved talking about art and teaching art about art and I didn't know that and of course my mom was an educator a teacher so that's the last thing I wanted to be was a teacher right, right? right. and <laughs> and uh, I went back and got my masters and certification to teach wow and going back and teaching and what was happening was I was teaching elementary school at the time and you know you got these cute little first graders chomping at the bit to yes. get to the you know to get to the making and I found out like after 2 years of teaching I my demos were taking the whole bell you know, so the kids didn't have, I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, I'm like, next week you guys get to make right, something. you gotta let the you kids know? do something. This week it was about Ms. Kravitz, <laughs> next week. And I realized I needed to start making my own art again. So it was, uh, teaching has definitely made me a better artist, and I hope being an artist has made me a better teacher. Um, and so I was taking a class, because I really like to learn, so I'm always about taking more and learning more. I never feel like I know everything. You and can't. You can't. That's you why can't. you got to keep going. And if you do, if you think you do, then ooh, you're then it's boring. it's over. Yeah, you're, it's definitely over. So I took a class, and um, I was a single mom, and I was potty training my son, Max, and he was three, and I was taking a class in caustic painting, which is... Painting in beeswax, which is one of the oldest. I know it's really cool and sticky and smells yummy. And but you know the you know the temples, the uh, Roman and Greek temples, were actually painted in encaustic painting. They were. I know. I know because it melted. So all we have oh. is the beautiful uh, marble, the pristine, yeah. but it wasn't always pristine. It was actually kinda garish. And but so it's one of the oldest art forms. And I all I could think of, you know, I've got this brilliant teacher, Suzanne Fisher, and I've got this beautiful art form, and all I can think about is my son not being potty trained. <laughs> you know? And um and everybody's telling me like throw M and M's in the toilet or What uh, oh, yeah, so target. they could aim okay, for it, I got guess. It, you got know? It. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, you know, I'm I'm just like this horrible mom, and my kids can't put, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's brilliant and wonderful and amazing, Max. And um, I'm sure he, he
0: appreciates you telling this. Story. I know, I know, <laughs> I know the
1: fourth thing.
0: Um, but
1: and and I was that kind of parent that I believe you do what you do when you're ready to do it, and you don't push it, and and everyone comes to their place eventually, and I let him be, you know. But everybody around me is is so anyway in caustic painting. All these smarty pants artists are in there and they're making, you know, art about whatever, the universe and this and that. And I made a piece of art about Max going potty and I called it Futi goes potty cuz I had just <laughs> right. So I did this whole series of my kid being potty trained.
0: That's real life though. It is real mm-hmm. life.
1: And the teacher said to me, she's like she's like you're funny and I said Okay, <laughs> and uh, you know, meanwhile, I'm almost forty years old, yeah. right? And I and so this woman said, "You're funny." I go, "Okay, well, you know, so what? I'm funny." She said, "No, funny is a voice. Funny is you don't have to be serious. Mm-hmm. Your art doesn't have to change the world on a big picture. It can change your world." And I said, "Well, okay, fine, but what? Like, what does it mean? Anybody else is going to look at it?" And mm-hmm. first of all, she said something smart. She's like, "Does it matter? It's okay, oh. you know." Yeah, and I didn't. You know, I think I was almost debilitated in making my art because I thought I didn't have a bigger picture, a bigger thing right. to say. Right, um,
0: Like, this is not important enough. Right, if, right. With a capital I. With a capital, right. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I'm so glad you could spell important fast like that. When you said I, I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> okay, yes, you're right. I. Uh,
0: <laughs> Spelling is the one thing I know how to do.
1: Oh, my gosh. I cheated off of Greg Laco in fifth grade. <laughs> hey, Greg. Um yeah, I cheated off of oh. Greg, so I still can't spell. But um, it's scary I remember his name, right? I don't remember anybody from fifth grade, but Greg, well, Percy was cute, and then I cheated off him.
0: Well, you had to look at his paper and uh, his name on it, name so I comes right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, that was a big, that, that aha moment for me. That was huge in that I somebody told me it was okay and and it was a really big thing for me. Yeah. So then I realized I wanted to make art about me and my life and my situation and my bad blind dates and my <laughs> you know and my struggles with um, you know my family or my love of my family yeah. and that was okay. And um, it made me incredibly prolific. I realized I had a voice, I had something to say, and even though it was very personal, it also spoke to a bigger group of people because
0: of course (laughs) you're not the only person who whose kid is trying to get potty trained right 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 who i don't know feels like they want to have a bigger voice in i don't know everything from what they cook at night to where they go during the day absolutely all things people deal with every day
1: i did a series of work called domestic goddess because i am not I can't cook, I can't clean, I can't sew. I mean, I know my work is a stitch, but I know one stitch. Um, <laughs> and that's it. Because uh-huh. I, So, uh, yeah, it speaks to a larger audience. And it's interesting now because I feel like in the political climate that we have, I feel like my voice is changing. You like, I, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I need to say something. I don't want to say bigger because I feel like, it isn't bigger, it's just different, different. and it's mm-hmm. something I, I need to be talking about. So I'm starting to research, actually, um, looking into something that's called radical puppetry, because you know I make puppets, yeah. um, and I want to say something bigger okay. with my work.
0: Well so I mean, constantly evolving. Constantly, constantly evolving. learning. That's how you keep it going.
1: Right. And and I think it makes me relevant. Yeah. And and I love when I get invited to be in a show with like a younger artist or something. I'm like, you know, thank you so much. Like thank you for considering me and thank you for thinking of me in in that way as being relevant because I think as an artist that's something as humans we want to be relevant. True. As an artist, I want my voice to be Constantly changing. I, I want it to be recognizable. You know, I want you to say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that looks like Pam uh-huh. Kravitz, you know, or something. But I also want somebody to say, wow, that's something I didn't expect Pam to be doing or to be working on. And so... Um, so we can so, expect
0: some new work from you sometimes? Yeah,
1: soon. yeah. Okay. Currently. Okay. Currently working on... Um, I just... Uh, the work I've been doing is... My fibers and also bringing back in my clay and then the performative part of what I do. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've seen me, I dress up for Art of Food or um, I ride in the, where it's almost Bach Fest, so uh, I ride in the Arnold's bathtub and I'm working on my costume performative piece for that. I consider that art. It is. Um, perf- thank you. Thank you. And I love it. And so now um, curating a show right now for Brazy Street. Oh, that sounds exciting. Studio. Yep. Yeah. And it's all based on the pink pussy hats. Yeah. And I've um, just started researching and inviting artists to their response to that inspired by looking at. So um, that will be my first kind of jump into this different way of thinking.
0: Now how does... Curating a show work. Um, is that a different experience than just being a part of one? Yes, yeah. very different.
1: And um, I've been invited a couple times to curate, which mm-hmm. is amazing experience. It sounds great. It is great. And I look at people that have done it, like Maria Cedar Reader or Stephen Matisio from the CAC, to guide me uh-huh. because it's a big deal. You know, it's a big deal to ask people to put work in something that you. You value, okay. and I value their work, and so how do you marry all those things? Um, it's really hard for me not to make though. So I'm also so being ba- yes. Oh, that okay.
0: was, ask. I was say, you No, I can't. This one out. Mm-hmm. No, I can't. I didn't think so. I know.
1: I know. I'm such a control freak. Um, but I have. Yeah, I, I like to also be producing too. So this one actually just came about yesterday, um, and I'm really excited.
0: To, yeah. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Um, And then I'm working on to a a large-scale piece of just my work that is dealing with um, the use of puppets. And um, it's called radical puppetry, but used very politically. And we've seen a lot of that right now. And when you look at um, what's been going on as far as the big marches and protests, and you see those huge, gigantic, ridiculous puppets. Yes, yes. So that's that's a current-day thing of something that's been going on for hundreds of years, okay, got it. And our way of uh, telling a story, and making a bigger voice through a puppet, yeah. And I'm researching that. And I, I never
0: thought of it that. I bit.
1: know. Neither did I. I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it existed. You know.
0: But the thing is, I've seen them. You've I just seen didn't them. Think of it in that in context, that, right?
1: Right. And it's been going on forever. And um, I studied in Prague. Oh, not! Nah, I love Broadway. Oh, man, I That's only so went once. I can't wait to go back. I actually got an educational grant to go lurk, yeah, to learn how to make a traditional Czech puppet. So I learned wood carving and <laughs> oh, articulation. Really? We, they actually had puppeteers come and teach us how to move with our puppets. Um, so I really want to explore me telling a bigger story through my puppetry. Yeah. Um, I also had this big interest in inflatable sculptures. Mm-hmm. So that will be part of it. And then the performative. So I'm really excited about telling a story of, of this changing world that we're in yeah. and using it through the medias that I've been working with most recently.
0: It sounds really yeah. exciting. Now, where are you making it? Because it sounds like big stuff. Where yeah. are you making all this oh,
1: stuff? oh, gosh. In my, in my house. Okay. I, don't have a, I don't have a designated studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my studio has always been in my home because uh, being a single mom, working full time, now I'm, I'm, I'm remarried to the most amazing man, Craig, mm-hmm. and he makes my magic happen for me as far as my art goes. He really does. Nice. We're quite a beautiful team. Um, but so I'll, what I'll do for these large-scale pieces, I'll rent space oh to do you know because like, rent, like studio space yes yeah, studio space okay. Yeah. Where's a
0: good place to rent studio space? Well,
1: there's lots of. Brazy Street is a great okay. place. Okay. You know, Pendleton has been around. That's true. Um, I think, but for the what I need, I need a raw, dirty space. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of messy. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at um, Jake Girth from the Frame yeah. Shop. You uh-huh. know Jake? He's got a building in Queensgate. So I'm looking at renting for like a few months because I would want to go back into my home to work. Yeah. So I don't want to like a space like a for years space. Yeah. just for these larger pieces. But the pieces I made at the CAC that were eight feet puppets, wow. I made them in my house, so really, yeah, I've got like a shotgun house. Okay, so (laughs) so my husband and my son that was living at home at the time, Max, they're great. We just push the furniture out of the way, and they just get out of the way. And I just, (laughs) they know, yeah, they just know, they
0: know the deal. Yeah, that sounds really cool. And you mentioned. a couple other things that you've been a part of earlier, um, specifically yarn bombing. Yeah, I remember when that first started happening. I was living on Elm Street. Yeah, and I would you see had stuff a going view. on in Hyatt Park. Right. I remember right. walking by one day and that huge statue. Maybe it was the horse was wearing like these super colorful leg warmers. I was yeah. like, This is amazing. <laughs> this is brilliant. Who did this?
1: Yeah, yeah. How yeah. did that get
0: started?
1: Well, um, okay, first I have to be totally honest. I do not know how to knit or crochet, okay, which either. is funny. I've been trying to learn, and all the bombshells, and my friends have tried to teach me, but I'm I'm more of the, um, um, the mastermind. I hear you. I'm are. the mm. one that's like, able to get all these amazing women and men together to create. Uh, the, so the thing I found out about the bombshells, and I learned this from working for Artworks. I worked for Artworks, and now I'm on the board of Artworks, which is oh, like, awesome. I know I feel super smarty pants. Uh,
0: yeah, y'all yeah. Thank on a board. I'm on, on the board. Flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so I learned that your voice can be bigger in a group. You know, it's like I can, I, when we work together, we make a bigger statement. Agreed. So I was speaking at uh, the Weavers Guild, and one of my friends was in the front row, and I, I just looked at her during a break, and I said, You know, I've been looking up, researching. I teach at Harrison High School, and I'm always looking for new things for my students. So I'm, I'll Google. Installation art. I'll Google, you know, whatever. I guess now I Siri it, but um, oh, we're fancy I know. Now. Well, you know, I'm on the board, so I'm <laughs> fancy pants. Um, so I was looking at stuff, and I saw yarn bombing, and I thought, well, wouldn't work for my students. Because I, because I don't know how to knit. So maybe it would work for a group of people that already know how to knit. So I, I spoke to this woman and I said, would you do this if I do it? Would you yarn bomb? She's like, yeah, I've been looking at that, I'm interested. Hmm. Another girlfriend, I said, would you do it if I do it? She's like, yeah. So Tamara Harkavy, who's my girlfriend yeah. from Artworks, uh-huh. says, um, we were spinning, we take a spinning class together, uh-huh. and I said, oh, I've been looking at this yarn bombing thing. She said, okay, I don't know what it is, but do you want to do it? And I go, yeah. She said, so what do you want to do? I said, I don't know, like a tree. And she said, well, think bigger. Because you knit or you crochet a sleeve, basically, and then you put it on. Right. Um, you don't knit on site, which some people well, have asked, but it's still. It's, it's, that would take forever. It, it, and it is not a spectator sport. Yeah. Knitting is not a spectator sport. And so, yeah, it would take forever. And she said, well, think bigger. I said, okay, two trees. <laughs> and she said, bigger. She's used said, to putting mirrors on the sides yeah, of entire like, building. I know. So, yeah. so it's <laughs> like two trees is not going to cut it. Right. So she said, how about Central Parkway? She said, if yeah. I can help you make this happen, you know, work with the park district, work with the police, of course, um, and make this happen, would you do this? And I said, oh, my gosh, that would be amazing. So I worked with a team of 12 artists women the bombshells mm-hmm. and we would get together and we would um, drink bourbon
0: and <laughs> we would teach
1: each other things and like sk- skills new skills on knitting and crochet not me I would just pour the bourbon and' also, um, important. also very important mm-hmm. and we would go measure trees and measure things so when you saw the Pyatt Pi- Park piece or um, Garfield yeah those were our beginnings of learning how okay. Okay. so and it was really funny because we would dress in like like total black and we would go in the dead of night. I know, it
0: seemed very yeah, like yeah, yeah. stealth. Yeah, it was yeah. totally
1: stealth. And um, the police knew, So, but somehow, the, whoever the police were that were there that night didn't know. Oh. But we didn't know they didn't know. Right. So like the next day it got taken down and then it got put back out because they, I the us. I remember chorus, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, and, and it was just kind of funny. And then we, we were doing a thing at the Contemporary Art Center one of our um, our pieces before the big seven block um, okay. Central Parkway. And we were at the CAC and we were doing a, and it became performative. And we didn't realize people wanted to watch us do this yeah so that we learned a lesson and and that was like the, I think one of the first times we dressed up in our personas okay and people on the street were watching us people at the dinner at the contemporary art center they were watching us and then we became performance artists yeah so it was all like these things that just happened because they happened mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. wasn't things we intended actually
0: yeah sometimes things uh when they come about organically can be even more interesting than we yeah. originally had planned.
1: I agree wholeheartedly, and mm-hmm. you let it happen. You know, you don't fight it. Mm-hmm. You don't say no, no, no. We were meant to be in the, you know, in the dead of night, and nobody's seeing us, and and everybody. We just became like really fun. Yeah. so much so through the bombshells that um the the uh, Greater Cincinnati, like the downtown um the where they, where they manage the fountain, uh-huh. they asked us at Christmas if we would come and sing Christmas carols, and we we're, were like, what? We, sing we like Christmas like bombshells, you know. We're we're artist knitters. Well, of course, one of our girls is like a crazy karaoke, ah, amazing singer. Okay. So she said, "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> and we're like, "Okay, you know, we'll you well, you sing because huh. we don't sing." And it pushed us out of our comfort zone, mm-hmm. and it we just, it was like totally joyful. So they wanted us to sing and then ice skate, and I can actually ice skate. One of those things I learned, you know, in the sixties, hmm. like you know. Bad ballet and bad ice <laughs> skater and all that other stuff. Uh-huh. Piano, you know, of course. And um, I wish I did any of them now. That I don't.
0: Insane.
1: but um But so we ice skated. We sang karaoke. And we had our winter whites on. So we had a new outfit. And then we, I know, we are fancy. Uh-huh. And then we had these wish, wish, palms and we made these like things and people could come and make wishes and so we did the yarn bombing in a different way and it was very um, interactive.
0: Yeah it was more like community focused. Yeah very community focused
1: and I think that is the thing that has been part of me as an artist that I've realized through artworks, through the bombshells that I very much like that community engagement. Yeah, me too. I I think it's important to reach out and almost taking art. Although I've been incredibly fortunate to have my art at the CAC and piece at the Art Museum and the Columbus Art Museum, I've been very fortunate in galleries, very fortunate. Um, but making like an urban. Urban museum, almost, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, having the art out in the public with people Where interacting. Can see it, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I was part of that really big. Were you here for the big street painting?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I was part of that team as paint well. Paint the street, right? Paint the street. Yeah,
1: paint the street. Yeah. So that was like to watch people, like a thousand people come and grab a paintbrush and paint.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, is it's just it's just incredible. I agree. So I think that's part of being a teacher, part of uh, being an artist at social. Um, and, um, and and also being able to let go like it, it doesn't have to be perfect it has to be perfectly what it's supposed to be and embracing that and letting that happen I think Does that makes sense
0: that makes total sense my model right now I just read this somewhere I can't remember a couple weeks ago but my model right now is we're going for B minus ah! <laughs> 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 it doesn't have to be A plus perfect work all the time, all the, time, all the way right. across the board. You want to get something out there that's good, yeah, yeah, slightly above average, yeah. But okay. you just want to get it, and like it needs to get out there get that in order out there. to get anywhere. So you well, have to and put then, it
1: there. You know, from there, then almost like you know that that organic growth makes it continually. Exactly. Move up that letter scale. It's not, you not gonna know? stay at B
0: minus. Right. You no. Just, need to put just it out get it there, out there point, and, then and then it can be open elevate. to what's next. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like yeah. that. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I've been trying to do recently is to appreciate the small moments that bring me some little bit of joy. Um, and the other day, I was having dinner with my dad. It was like a belated birthday dinner. We always like to go out to eat when it's one of our birthdays and just chat. Right. And my dad is a talker. Uh, yeah. So we stayed at, at the Red Lobster. Okay, nice, just nice, right, nice. i was wondering, I had my Cheddar Bay biscuits. I was going to say those biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> we ate, you know, obviously. And we stayed for probably about another two and a half hours just talking. Right. About... His childhood and relatives, and how much we appreciate working, and just having an adult conversation. conversation with somebody who has known me since I was me, right, right. And he called me the next day, and he was like, "Yeah, I I was thinking about talking to you as right. a, as a human being, person on the same level, and it was really cool." I was like, "Yeah, it was cool." So just that moment, I I really love both of my parents, but right. That particular moment. I was like, oh, that's something. That intimate moment with Uh just your dad, just you and your dad. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Have you had any moments that have brought you joy lately?
1: Wow. I am very lucky. I have a lot of joy in my life. I am very, very, very lucky. My family is amazing. We're very close. Um, I have uh, two beautiful stepdaughters and, like I said, my husband and my son, Max, who is... um, Potty trained. Potty trained. He's twenty two. <laughs> hey Max <laughs> So proud of that potty training. Um, and I it's it's funny when you were talk I have those moments and I and I feel so lucky. I think um Max, watching Max lately grow up, he's in uh at Ohio State in film. OH H. Oh yeah, I-O. There you go. Okay. okay, I'm like, wait, what? I know what I'm
0: supposed to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: now remember, I'm a bear cat. So, yeah, got it? You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, But I, um, it's been really wonderful, and I think this is what your dad was almost saying to you, those intimate moments that you have with your child. I am um, so lucky to have those with my parents and my mm. brothers and sisters and, and my husband and um Craig's girls and... Um, but most recently, Max um, is doing really well. Yeah. You know, super happy, super chill. He's always been that way. Um, and watching him turn into the young man that he has always been, he's in film. Which is super cool. It is cool. It is cool. And he didn't do that when he was here, so he had to move away from me, I think, to find the artist within him. Okay. And um, so he had a film most recently at the uh, Wexner. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. And he had it at the Columbus Art Museum. Wow. And he's going to continue and go into grad school in film, and to um, just to be with him. And we were at a we were at a, a, a funeral service for my great uncle recently and beautiful life, died at 97, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. just an incredible, incredible life. And he was standing next to me and he leaned, and he's like, you know, 12 feet taller than me. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm short. And he leaned over and he kissed me on my head and he said, I love you, mom. Aww. And I was just, I was, did you know, you burst
0: into tears. Cause I'm about to. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: I know. And, um, yeah, yeah, I did. Aww. I'm like, I'm so glad that we have that relationship Mm -hmm. and that friendship Mm -hmm. and that, um, and I just, like I said, I just feel lucky. I feel very lucky and and I have a lot of joy. I have a lot of sorrow as we all do. Mm -hmm. Um, I lost my sister two years ago and thank you. Yeah. And, um, I lost my mother when I was little, and I have a beautiful stepmother since I was little. Um, I just, I like I said, I have a lot of joy and I and I have a lot of sorrow, and I and I'm so glad that the joy is there on a daily basis for me. Yeah. And
0: the hope is that they kind of balance each other right,
1: out. Right. Right. And um, yeah. So I think that. Yeah.
0: Cool. Thank
1: you well, for asking. Because yeah. we, I don't think we, I don't think we. Uh, and I love that about what you do, that you, you not only honor us and you give us a voice and a, and a way of talking to people on a bigger scale, which I love, but you also give us that moment of reflection when, when you ask that question, and I know that's something you like to ask, and um, I think we as people move so darn quickly. Yeah, especially now. We especially now. Mm-hmm. We don't give ourselves that moment of reflection and say, Oh, that was magic. Yeah. And I got this
0: life thing is pretty cool. It is
1: pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so speaking of life, where can people go to find out more about you and your life?
1: Well, I have a website from like the nineteen forties. <laughs> <laughs> I need to read I need to update it and oh, me too. to be honest with you I'm really active on Facebook okay. i I use Facebook as a way of not only promoting what I's going on with me but also the beauty and the amazing things going on in our city so I do these silly selfies and um they actually started in Prague because I was by myself uh-huh. a lot mm-hmm. and I was all this great stuff and I'm like hey look I'm here with this great stuff so I started these like silly selfies and um so it's more about what's happening behind me than Got me. So if I'm at a black box event at the Contemporary Art Center, it's like you could be here. Mm-hmm. If I go see something at the Taft or I see something at the Art Museum or at the Carnegie or or you know, or smaller galleries that I love. Um, you can be here, and so uh, come and come and join me on my Facebook page and Instagram. It's Pam Kravitz, and same thing. Um, so I use that much, very much as a vehicle to shout out Cincinnati. You are amazing. The arts, the people, the ballet, the opera. You're amazing. Yeah. And you can be here. Like I, I make it as an everyday voice that, like, don't don't be afraid of this. Yeah. Don't be. Uh, just come and experience it. No one will turn you away. It's
0: for everybody. It is
1: for everybody. It is for everybody. So um, come find me there. Come find me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. Um, um, come, you know, come to artworks. I do a lot with artworks. I'm just such a brilliant organization. It's a great organization. And um, so come and come and join us. Be, you know, be a funder of something you love. And right now, we know this more than ever. Fund the things you believe in. Yeah. Fund Planned Parenthood. Fund artworks. Fund the art museum. Fund the ACLU. Mm-hmm. Do $5. Just... Every little bit. Every little bit. Be that person that knows that you matter and what you believe in matters. And so... Um, you know, so so find me and find me in those places. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so Pam's all over the place. Yeah, I'm doing kind of all, all over the things. The <laughs> <laughs> and you can find previous episodes of the Creative City Podcast online at creativecitypodcast.com. dot com. You can find me on the web at the Style Sample on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. And you can find us back here next week. Thank you, Pam, for being on Thank the show. Thank you so
1: so much. And can I congratulate you on air? Congratulate me. (laughs) (laughs) The winner of one of two $100,000 People's Liberty Grants. Amazing.
0: I'm really excited. We
1: Cincinnatians are so excited for you and for us.
0: I'm excited for everybody. (laughs) I want everybody to be a part of it somehow. So once I figure out how all that is going to happen exactly, I'll be talking a little bit more about that too. Uh, So be sure to tune in next time and sign up for their newsletter so you can keep up. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.